Clarkie Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. <laughs> We're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. No, whatever it is. Hello and welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is a car cast. I'm joined here with two of Canberra's most available comedians <laughs> to drive to Goulburn for an open mic on a Friday night. So, introducing these two fucking losers, it is Kai Fei. How are we going? And Zane Harlem. How you doing, fellas? Hello. Good. How are you? Uh, now, they're sitting in the back seat like two of my offspring, which I'll never have. And uh, we're driving, as I mentioned, to Goulburn for a sad fucking mixed... Open mic. Are, are, are we there yet, Daddy? Uh, are um, we there yet, Daddy? I feel like if you did have kids, they wouldn't be too far off from. Ah, uh, look. To be off. fair, if I have two kids and they're any part Aboriginal, <laughs> I will be concerned. <laughs> uh, That's fair. I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, it's kind of contradictory because I feel like any of my kids are going to come out already with a Goanna tattoo. So yeah, I'm yeah. not too sure <laughs> which right. side of the coin I'm going to fall on there. Goannas represent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, all right. So Zane, this is your first time on the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. Yep. Um, and Kai, you're a repeat offender. I think yeah. you've done about five, six, five maybe? or six. Five, yeah, five I think or six. six is coming up. So um, we, we, we'll have to. This be the six, I reckon. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not to mention the few that have gone for so long. We had to split it into two parts. Yeah. Um, including the one time. Zane, this is something you can look forward to in your comedy career, especially if it, I have anything to do with it. <laughs> Fantastic. Promising Kai a spot on local radio at four o'clock for the drive home. We get there and they were like, oh, nah, sorry, we're not going to be doing that today. So then Kai and I just went into this the fucking radio studio anyway and recorded a podcast um, while they were not using the studio. Yeah, fuck yeah. And uh, we released it anyway. Yeah. And that is the only episode I've ever put out that wasn't part of the regular scheduling. And it's the reason that up until recently, all my fucking episode numbers were one number off. So that was like episode 12 or so in the early ones. Yeah, early days. And it's fucked the whole thing ever since. So, so early that I've actually forgotten about it. Yeah. <laughs> right, thanks for bringing that up. Well, that's normally what we do with traumatic events. We're, we're we forget them. memories here now. Yeah, yeah that's confabulate. right. Confabulating. Confabulating. That's right. Yeah. We learn to confabulate. Yeah, no, that, maybe it was just the Mandela effect and I misrepresented what actually happened. Um, which is a callback to a conversation we had off mic before the episode. Mandela effect. What do you think? What's your what's your Mandela thing, Zane? What's your... I'm I'm for it. I, I, <laughs> I, I reckon it's I reckon it's all real, you know. Yeah. But I was yeah I was saying before my um my main Mandela thing is um, James Gunn's brother. Yep. I fucking swear that cunt's name was Judge Gunn, and apparently it's Sean Gunn. So who knows? I don't know. It's fucking weird. I feel Maybe like a different brother. Maybe he's got two brothers. Maybe you should Google it. I did Google we, it. Will we start making <laughs> no. wild, ludicrous accusations? It's on the, the internet now. This is the point. It's on the internet now. We don't need to Google it. We just let any of our fames get to the point where this becomes something that someone listens to. And somebody will correct you. And yeah. then eventually they yeah. comment below. Yeah. Um, this is, Normally I do podcasts with video. Yeah. However, this episode is in a car. Um, it's so dark. it's dark and it's going to be a shit video. However, if we witness anything cool, I'm going to put the dash cam footage on there. So keep an eye out oh, for fuck that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, aside from that, we're literally just going to be talking about how shit this open mic is probably going to be. <laughs> I'm excited. I love shit open mics. Yep. That's been, this, they've uh, been my favorite open mics. So I'm usually far. the reason for them being yeah. shit, so <laughs> I'm glad you like them. <laughs> this actually reminds me of like one of my earliest gigs. Like, this actually used to be like a bit that I do, so Mark, you might have heard it, but like back in my early days of doing like like my first six months of comedy, uh, I was living in Hillsville and the one of the local bar guys actually come down and essentially do it, like a spot at his musical open mic, yeah. which is what we're going to now. And, um, 
Oh, this is a musical one. It was, yeah, it was like an open mic, but it was like a musical. I come down to a spot and then I got up and I did my bit and talked about how God's not real and so whatever, blah, blah. And I, like, didn't get a single laugh. And then I was just like, hey, fuck that. Like, I went up to the bar. I was like, man, that went so bad. He's like, oh, don't worry about it, mate. It's just a local uh, church group in for the, uh, their monthly drinking <laughs> session. You know? and I was like, oh, yeah, I think God's not real jokes and, like, why my mum should have me awarded. <laughs> you know, and you let me say that to a pack of Christmas. He's like, yeah, I just thought it'd be funny. Hey, like, I was just, oh, you bastard. Yeah, but that's the thing. Um, The fucking... um, The funny part was the fact that you were the joke. Yeah, I was the joke. Yeah, yeah. he set me up. He fully (laughs) set me up. Like, he knew what my... He'd seen me do, like, spots somewhere else. He's like, hey, you should come down to the pub and all that. But, um, oh, yeah, so anyway, my Mandela effect is I remember, like, I have a memory, like, when my dad loved me and stuff like that. Oh, true. Turns out that's not not true. Yeah, yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah. I'm glad you saved that for the podcast. <laughs> See, we were talking about this before, and Kai just was talking some bullshit. I that thought about it before, like, yeah, oh, it wasn't, and it was, it was not funny, and I'm so glad you didn't let that die on the fucking vine. Something about Buffalo Bill, what was it? Buffalo, you know, yeah, so my Mandela effect is, I swear, bubble, bubble gum, Buffalo Bills used to be called Buffalo Bills, and they actually had a Jaffa nose not a bubblegum nose and I like I honest to god can see it man I have a memory of like watching TV where they changed over to the bubblegum nose and changed it to Buffalo Bill but I used to order Buffalo Bill like I used to go down the shops and, and buy Buffalo Bills when I was a kid yeah right yeah dead set and like I like it's it's actually legit like I've thought that my whole life like so that's my my big Mandela effect moment that I and I don't share that with anyone sadly so I'm, I'm all alone but yeah, no, I was always buff, buff, bubble over. You got me fucked up now. Yeah, yeah. yeah do you know bill. what? I never liked... The, what, the one thing I didn't like about the bubble bills, the fucking... Because it's... Like, the physics of it is fucked because you've got bubble gum, which you know you put in the freezer to fuck it to get it off clothes if you get it on yeah. there. And if you that's if you're in a middle-class situation. Normally, if you get bubble gum on your clothes, you just throw them out, buy new ones. But when you get hand-me-downs and shit, you got to make do. Yeah, throw them out. Fuck, mate. Yeah. You got to wear that shit. Yeah. I remember once I went to... So, when I was a kid, you know the fucking... I'm going to get back to Bubble Bills, but you remember the the bubblegum tape? Like, it was in, like, a little dispenser. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, I am such a psycho. I'm such an addictive personality from a young age that I used to just sit there and tear off a bit and tell myself I was going to moderate the amount I was going to have. Yeah. And then before you know it, I'd open it up, pull the fucking thing out, and just take a bite out of the side of it like a psycho. And then (laughs) once that was malleable enough, I would fucking chew the rest of it. And I would just have like a gobstopper-sized bubblegum ball in my mouth. And then I remember I did it once just before bed, and Dad was just like, all right, mate, spit your gum out. You can't sleep with gum in. And I was like, okay, go into the bathroom, pull it out of my mouth, hold on to it, go to bed, keep chewing it. Thinking I had one over on the old man. <laughs> I wake up in the morning, the bubble gum had fallen out of my mouth during my sleep, and I was stuck to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to quickly pull my sheets off and fucking freeze them to try and get the bubble gum off before my dad realised. And, uh... Yeah, I luckily was one of those psycho kids that gets up at like 4am and just roams about the house playing games and watching t- random yeah, fucking yeah. fitness TV, you yeah, know, aerobics like aerobics, yeah, yeah, I used to watch that shit, yeah. and um, yeah, the, that was my, when I came unstuck with that. Back to Bubble O Bills, fundamentally they're fucked because you're freezing bubble gum and then trying to make it good. Like, so by the time you get the bubble gum, it's like rock hard. Mm. So you need to now make it. Yeah, but they're hollow, so that's, they're easy to bite through. <clears throat> they're hollow like my soul. <laughs> well, this is hollow. good fucking. Yeah. This is, this is a good I way to get into it. Well, maybe this is my Mandela fucking. Bubble. I swear they're hollow. Maybe that's another one for me. Yeah, I, I swear they're hollow. Because that's the, like, they're hollow, so it's actually easy to bite into. Because that's a big ball of gum. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, yeah. you know. Do you guys have any gobstopper stories? Like, because I, I kind of, I'm like of that age where they kind of weren't really a thing as much when I was younger. But you guys, what, what, a uh, couple of years in the next bracket above me, what do you, um, do you have any, any fucking, like, memories of going, getting fucking, like, rock hard fucking gobstoppers at the yeah, shop? Yeah, we used to get the massive ones when I was in primary school, like the, like the big fucking, yeah, different like, colored white ones. Big white ones. Yeah. And you take it all day. 
like just to get through it. And you, you kind of like just go through one side of it. So then yeah. you had like a by the end of it, this looked like one of those photos where they've cut a planet in half and yeah, they're showing yeah. all the fucking rings <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just kind of went, like, there's no way you're getting that thing into your mouth. Like, I've um, yeah, like. Giggity. I've had ball gags smaller than that. Like, it's funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, that thing, yeah. Like, but you can also get, we used to get the mini, little mini ones. And, yeah. Um, mini you, ones were shit. You, yeah, you buy them up. But yeah, we used to buy those. They're for quitters. And dead, yeah, dead, man. Back in the day, those big white ones used to be like, oh, God, I, I sound so old. Right. They used to only cost like a dollar. You get yeah. one for like a dollar, dude. It's like, yeah. fuck yeah, man. Yeah, we used to get some um, fucking Mogo, like a lolly shop in Mogo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're a South Coast guy, aren't you, Zane? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had one, I just could never finish it. It was in my fridge for like six months and I'd just go and lick it occasionally. Oh, and it then was my like, mum was like, we need to throw this out. It was <laughs> like gross. the fucking, it was like. It's like the subway in Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> two, more, two more feet and I can fit it in the fridge. <laughs> oh, I can't be mad at you. The bread's purple and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, um, fucking mushrooms growing on it. So <laughs> <laughs> um, the lolly shop down the road when I was a, so when I was a kid I was I've always been more into like savory than sweet like pretty much my whole life yeah um and when I was a kid I used to go down to the like there's a mobile down the corner um small country town yeah so my routine was because I've been fucking routine like my whole life um was I'd go down there and get like the Sunday telegraph for mum and yeah. she'd give me like two bucks to get what, like the Telegraph, which was like a dollar twenty, plus like whatever I wanted with the change, which was always just like a fucking, like a fucking golden rough or some shit. Um, but I'd prefer the savory, so I'd, I'd yeah, yeah, golden yeah. rough, dude. Yeah. Um, that's my fucking stripper name, dude. Uh, <laughs> fucking golden rough. Oh, next up to the stage, we got golden rough. I just come out with a daily telegraph, fucking gut hanging over my g-string, bang bang Bart style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, um, and but I, w- I would like keep the change sometimes and go back the next week. Now I'd have like a buck sixty, and I'd be able to get like a pack of daily telegraph. He's like, I get my own daily telegraph. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, so the deal was, I'd get whatever I wanted. Plus, she'd give me the comic strips out of the middle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd fucking just like eat, eat me fucking packet of twisties, or if it was a poor week, I'd get the golden rough, or I'd just fucking sit there on the trampoline, read the fucking magazine, and 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 like eat whatever I had. But yeah, I've always I've always just been more into carbs than sweets. So I kind of missed out on all the shit that I liked. You know, like, sweets and carbs else. as well, yeah. though, don't you? Like, it's, like, it's, it's all it's like, all sugar inside your system. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. it's all the it's all the little dopamine things that jump yeah. around inside your brain from the nicotine. So, what's your do- uh, your Mandela effect? Mine Mark. is this was this is what made me real know what the Mandela effect is. Um, Someone, it might have actually been you, Kai. Someone mentioned to me the um, Star Wars, Luke, I'm not, uh, I, was it Luke, I am your father? Yeah. Um, but it isn't actually that. It's, um, no, no, I am your yeah, father. Yeah, you I killed am my father. father. No, I am your father. No, no. Sorry. You can't, you can't, you can't say that scene without, like, doing that. Again, so, you watch me butchering it and you're like, I cannot stand this. I need to step in and <laughs> yeah. fix this for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You did the... We're going to make Simpsons reference through the whole time. I was home and getting the shit kicked out of me and you were Mo with a fan man thing. <laughs> he just coming in. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> just coming in to save me. <laughs> so from, I don't get to cash my $100,000 check. You know? From yeah. Dredderick Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, Homer. I'm going to make offers of these children. Are you an angel? Are you an angel? Yeah, Homer, I'm an angel. But as a bartender for going on 12 years now, I can say that the ultimate fucking character as a bartender would be somewhere between most is like, this is if you want to be a bartender okay. for a long yeah. period of time, you need to have this kind of personality. Now how people are like, Oh, I don't understand why that bartender was a bit shitty. It's like, that's the secret to being a good bartender for a long period of time. You need to still be pleasant, but not let people walk all over you, right? Yeah. So, not so much Sizzlack, because he's kind of like a bit too much on the jaded side. Somewhere between most Sizzlack, and have you guys ever seen Death Proof with Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. 
the you know Tarantino's cameo in that movie where he yeah. plays as the bartender and he's just talking shit about Chartreuse for fucking 20 minutes yeah and at, when he finishes his shift he walks over to the table with a tray full of shots puts it down puts his feet up starts fucking having them with the people that are at the table yeah you need to kind of be somewhere between those two someone that's like chilled can drink with everyone after their shift but also a little bit like if you want to beat up my friend in my bar it's a two drink minimal sort of vibe um yeah and yeah that's that's what i reckon somewhere between those two uh, i thought you were going to go like the bartender in the shining mine's <laughs> <laughs> is like and the bartender in the shining <laughs> it's um that's a there's a uh, melbourne metal band that you might know zane i don't know if kaya knows them um called king parrot yeah and they've got king a of fucking sick yeah so they've got a video clip that they ripped off the shining like and uh they had the um they did the whole bar scene and then they they had a series of scenes from the movie they made their music video with it and they had um that and they also had the drummer on like a little trike where he's just like oh, dry yeah. like riding down the hall of like a um like sort of like with the twins scene yeah and the the twins is like um the fucking like i think guitarist and bass guitarist at the time are just the twins from it and they're like come play with us like that and then it just fucking zooms in he's like yeah play with us like it just switches <laughs> to aussie accent so they're like make a mismatch of it and the best part of it is there's a bit where the other guitarist fucking smashes through the door with the axe and he sticks his head through and just goes, how are you fucking going? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, great band. They're shit hot musicians, but they're just like supreme piss takers. I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah it's so. so good, man. They're like, and they and they really have um, blown up since um, I first seen them because I think I first seen them in like 2013. And since then they've done like a few albums and their last one was... Um, they toured with um, Phil Anselmo from Pantera, like the singer. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they did like an American tour with Phil Anselmo. Fuck, that would have been sick. Um, and I actually interviewed the bass guitarist in Melbourne for Canberra Metalheads from um, King Parrot, and I said, "What was it like hanging out with Phil Anselmo?" And he was like, "Dude, it wasn't just hanging out with him. We were staying at his house and shit, dude." He's like. There was a point in when we stayed there where he's like, oh, you can stay in the spare room, which is also kind of my studio. So he's, he goes into this room to sleep there and he's got all of their like gold um, record sales and shit, platinum yeah, and shit, nice. all on the walls. And he realised how long they've been selling heaps of records for because one of them was a golden tape. Like CD hadn't <laughs> even been fucking... <coughs> like CD hadn't even been released. It was like a golden cassette on the wall um yeah so i didn't know they did golden cassettes yeah same also that was news to me um but yeah the fucking so zane you just got back from melbourne um what's uh what's it like you said you did a uh, open mic down there what's it like comparing it to the canberra scene is that your first interstate open mic I, I consider it my first... I've done Queen Bean, so technically no. Okay. But Queen Bean and Canberra is the same fucking thing, so... Kind of, yeah. Yeah? Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it's the first inter-interstate. Yeah. You had to go outside. See, New South Wales is interstate. Outside in yourself, you had to go through two states to get to that yeah. one. Yeah, I had to catch a plane for this one. Uh, Queen, Queen, Bean, Queen Bean is not out of Canberra. No. <laughs> I live in Queen Bean, and I live closer to the Canberra airport than most Canberrans do, so yeah, that's the exactly. way yeah. I rate it. Well, if you're in Queen Bean and we're going to Goulburn, technically this is the same state open mic for you, Kai. <laughs> yeah, all, all, my, all my camera gigs are now interstate, aren't they? Yeah. So I'm you, an interstate comedian. Yeah, Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. There we go. Yeah. Fucking travelling. Yeah. Um, dream, mate. Oh, fucking... Look at you. Yeah, um, yeah. Two I hate cars. a comedian in camera, but hey, I'm <laughs> still to, fucking in, had to in, take in two act. cars to get to this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and I didn't drive either one of them. Man. That's how you know you've made it. When you don't have to drive anyway. <laughs> hey, look so, at me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. Look at you, fucking sitting up the back there like the fucking pope. Fucking leather um, seats. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Fucking nice. Well, there's leg room. I like this. Yeah. Don't worry. Comedy didn't pay for this cunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Zane. What did you find? How did you find the Melbourne scene? It was interesting. 
because a lot of the comedians over there seemed like pretty safe and you know just kind of I don't know just a bit safe and then yeah. I went up and my first joke was about how I wanted to kill myself and everyone was like oh wait saying you want to kill yourself or how you were going to achieve that if you were to do it well it's about it's about me turning 30 yep. and like I you know I'm single I don't have kids and there's something about being 30 though that's kind why of the fuck do you want to kill yourself when you're single 30 <laughs> and don't have kids Fuck yes, yeah, man. dude. Go out and fun. get a fucking slop top, mate. That's what. Like, oh, yeah. What is it? Slop top, is it or something? Like that? <laughs> gummy. Gummy. Yeah, go out and go get and a gummy off a gum or off a lot lizard. A lot lizard. Make it, make it, David. Enjoy yourself. Make it, David. Hire a truck, you know. Fucking dress up in overalls. Yeah. <laughs> Start fucking using the two-way and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> make up your own trucker speak. Yeah, um, you got you got to get your fucking priorities in order. So you don't. I'm telling you that. Oh, Tell you what, dude, if you haven't already got them in order, gum off a lot, Liz, it'll make you sort them out. Yeah. You'll be like, I need to fucking sort my I life out. I need to evaluate my life. Yeah, see, Zane, what, my life yeah, see, what you're missing from your life is a complete fucking breakdown. His poor to, decisions. is like truly so poor So that decisions. you can appreciate the current stable yeah. state that you're already in. I feel like I'm getting advice from two sagely, like, wise, sagely men. Uh, Marky's yeah, done nothing. No, Marky's done nothing. Listen to me. Listen we're all me. going in the same direction yeah, yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> we're all in the same car. Kai, Kai has done twice over, um, so I didn't have to. Yeah, I've done, I've done some crazy, yeah, yeah. crazy so, shit, man. Um, see, Kai's at a point now where... I'm like you, almost, because I'm 40, but my kids just turned 18. So I'm like, like, fuck yeah, man. I can kind of start living my life again. Mm. You know what I mean? I've, I've I managed to keep, keep her alive, yep. which is... Uh, you know, a check in my list. You heard yeah. it here first. Yeah. Kai's daughter's finally 18 and now he oh, wants yeah. to kill himself like Zane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> my life is over. I got no more purpose. Um, She's so, buying a convertible. Holy fuck. Why? Fuck, that's, a, yeah. that's an early midlife crisis. Yeah, Holy yeah, shit. That is a downhill slope to being a fucking <laughs> truckie and getting lot lizards, dude. That's a fucking first step of many yeah. to come. But, yeah. um, no, it's good, man. Yeah, no, I, I went... I found Melbourne was like you mentioned like some of them are a little bit safe although i did a room down there called dirty secrets and it was fucking pretty rough like it was good like i think it's just about where you go yeah you gotta find the right crowd um trying to think of the place that i went i didn't end up doing the actual mic because they were booked up but it was um one of the hotels there was run by this guy called blaze white and like that's a great name yeah hey that is a great name and um and yeah, like Dead said, like there was a no hold bar, like say whatever you want as long as it's funny, yep. you know, and it's tongue in cheek, like uh, comedy. Um, and they were kind of running almost against the Melbourne, not against the Melbourne Comedy Festival, but they're almost like, hey, if people think you're too out of control for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, we're going to like run a mini festival night down here, come down, like, right, right. He runs a gig out in uh, Geelong now, I think. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think you just got to find the right the right crowd yeah you know and but, I feel like a place like Melbourne would need something like that sort of like a counter yeah sort of vibe yeah kind of thing going on yeah I think that um, yeah like you said it's the rooms because I did like the good thing about Melbourne is there's more than one a night most nights so you can kind of get a bit of a gauge for different ones yeah. and if other people have like ticketed like paid gigs as well they'll like do their paid gig and then drop into the mic so like if you've got it ticketed and two open mics like you're doing a fair bit of stage time in one night yeah man which is i was actually explaining this to a, one of the melbourne open micers he'd been doing comedy for like one year and i said to him yeah but dude if you're in like compared to canberra you're pretty much like a three-year canberra comedian because yeah. you're getting three times more stage yeah. time i met a comedian one time samuel gabrielisi gabrielisi and um yeah, so how many gigs have you done this year? He's like, oh, I've done 230. Jesus and I was like, Christ. holy crap, I've done maybe 230. Like, I haven't even done 230, like, yeah. maybe in my entire life. Yeah. Like, I've, done, I've probably done 230 now, kind of thing. But at the time, I was just like, that is more than I've done in five years. I, like, I need to learn my fucking mic count, dude. Yeah. I, I reckon um, it would be, I don't know. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be that, it wouldn't be up there, but I, like... So this comedian I listen to his podcast. You, you rack up a few though, like yeah, you're racking up like yeah. you know four a month kind for of thing. Canberra. For probably, Canberra, you're yeah, racking up probably more yeah. more stage time than anyone almost. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, but I listened to this comedian in uh, he lives in um, LA, 
and he does a bunch of mics and shit. And he said that um, most years he gets he averages around a thousand a year. Yeah, mics. So that's three a night. Yeah, essentially, like, like pretty on much. Average, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with with time for like um, weekends off. I heard a pretty good story with this. So this comedian called Kate Quigley, um, and she um, said that she did a spot at the comedy store, and she was like, "All right, I'm like happy with that." And then Dave Chappelle rocked up and did a spot. Yeah. And um, she was like, holy fuck, it's Dave Chappelle. Because she's sort of like got her following. She's growing yeah. a bit and that sort of stuff. Um, but she's like not, obviously, like she, to, even to her, Dave Chappelle's a fucking celebrity. And um, she was hanging out with a mutual friend of theirs. And they were going to go split a cab to go to the next spot. And or get some food or some shit. And um, he was like, Oi, Kate, do you want to come with us? And it was her friend and Dave Chappelle all in the cab. And he was, she was like, fuck, all right. So she's thinking of calling it a night because she's happy with her set and shit. They went and had the food. And then she goes to Dave Chappelle like, okay, well, like, it was good meeting you and stuff. And he's like, oh, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm going home. And he's like, it's only 12 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, there's fucking open mics all night still. Like, so, he was, it just was basically the point of the story is, even at that level, if you've got a passion to do comedy, you still will, like, fucking squeeze every yeah, last bit of stage. I, I, like, a similar story, like, listening to Bill Burr one time, he's like, I got this new joke, so I went to this open mic, and it went really well, <clears throat> so I went to this other open mic, and it fucking bombed, and I was like, nah, fuck this, I'm just going to call it a night, but then as I was heading home, I seen this other open mic open, I was like, you know what? Maybe having like it, it, it hit the first, it hit the first open mic, it didn't hit the second. I'll give it another try, just to try out this new bit. So I went to this other open mic, and of course, you know, he's Bill Burr, so you can yeah. just walk into anyone. Yeah. yeah. So they put me up, it absolutely killed in the third venue, and I felt so good about it. I went to a fourth venue and did it again. Like, how the hell are you doing four like sets yeah, man, yeah, in a night? Know. You know what I mean? Like, I that is insane. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd love to do it, don't be wrong, but it's like, yeah, we don't have that kind of. Um, population here to kind of get away with that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. all the network. Yeah, really the network, all that. And, and obviously, I'm not Bill Burr, so I can't just rock up and be like, hey. <laughs> I feel like to do that, you need to also have a bunch of people that like to stay out. Yeah. Like, you need to have well, reasons for people to be out of that. New York house. really is the city that doesn't sleep, man. Yeah. I was there, you know, a number of years ago, like five, six years ago now, and um, I was in Times Square at 1 a.m. in the morning, and there's still like a hundred people walking around, like like it was still one a.m. in the morning, Times Square, and there's still like a hundred people, like just in Times Square. So, I think with such a huge population, you're going to find a population that just there's always people out sure. at particular times. You know what I mean? They're always. Wait, just do you mean to say that when you said you're in New York recently on stage, that was a lie? No, I wasn't on stage. No, I'm just, it was I'm just six, six, it was, I don't know, six years ago. I'm joking. Basically, yeah. the point I'm trying to make is it's so funny, like, when you get a comedian that will, like, do a five-minute spot. Yeah. And every joke will start with, like, so the other day or recently or on the way here. Yeah. And it, you don't realise it over a whole show, but when it's in a five-minute spot and there's five jokes that all start like that, you like, realise... Dude, you had a busy day you today, a busy didn't fucking you? day. Um, but I actually realised, as I said that, you don't... So when you tell any of your stories from New York, you actually say like a few years ago yeah, or few whatever. Years ago. Like, it's. I think it's actually better to be a bit more honest with some of the things. Well, it goes like, to show too. That I've, you know, I kind of just do it because I've also, you know, I've been around, man. I've been here a few years here, man. Like, I'm, I'm an inter. I'm, like, I'm not just an interstate comedian. I'm an international comedian, brother. That's fucking impressive. I, I performed on the other side of the world in a really shitty open mic to like <laughs> one, one of the actually I did two, I did two open mic I only did manage to get to two I went to a few comedy shows but I only yeah. managed to do two open mic sure um, I went to like three or four but they wouldn't let me up because they were like oh we're already packed and we're around yeah. but I did one of the open mics was literally the three people yeah. and there was, oh, no. like, there was like three comedians and three audience members Fuck. and then another open mic I did um, was in the back room of this pub and there was about oh it was probably about 50 people uh -huh. But thirty of them were comedians. Like it was right. like there's like this one packed over mic, and it was like thirty of them comedians, and like they really smashed it through. Like you know, four minute sets. You had to be like strict on it. 
and stuff. And, and the um, comedians sticking around and laughing. And yeah, yeah. Laughing. I think they went out, you know, and like, hey, can I come in, come back and smoke some weed with us? I'm like, I don't, I don't smoke weed, but you know, like, I can't, oh, you know, like, no, they actually really liked me. Um, I think it's just, I think it was just because I was different. Like, oh yeah. shit, I've never seen an Australian in the wild before. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but no, they, a lot of them did stick around. A few of them bailed, but a lot of them just stayed back and got drunk and smashed. Like it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a club. Like you know, like all the regulars were there. Like I think everyone there, like you know, knew everyone. I was definitely like, like I came with the guys. Like oh, let's go to open mic. Like yeah. like I came with this guy, and um, yeah, he he dragged me along there. And um, yeah, I got up, did, did my set, and all that. They don't like you talking. This is right, right as Trump got into presidency as well. Oh, true. They do not. Yeah. They, I didn't realize how patriotic they were, man. Like, like these are supposed to be like liberal thinking comedians and all that. And I did like a Trump joke. I mean, I guess it wasn't really a joke. It was just like, "Hey, America, Donald Trump, what the fuck are you guys thinking?" And um, so it's probably not a joke now. I think about it, <laughs> but it did not. It did not go down. Yeah, that's more of a fucking observation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I was trying some observation humour. Obviously, it didn't work. I'm not very good at that. You can't. Oh, yeah, you can't. But oh, it was. Okay. It was. I, I managed to save myself because it was literally the day that the referendum for gay marriage had gone through. And so I was able to like to save myself. Going, well, don't worry, our government's not much better. You know, like they just spent. Two hundred million dollars on uh, seeing if the Australian public wanted gay marriage because you know apparently our government doesn't have Facebook and I got a laugh so I was yeah. like but I thought one of them was going to shoot me man hey like, I was just like stoniest like stoniest science and I did the rest of my set and it was all good but um come to think of it, that probably wasn't the best opener to do it, right? like you're a, you're you're a long way from home boy yeah <laughs> I, I watched out. neck of the woods now buddy I watched a video of one of your sets from the states like it went up at some point I it would have been that one that yeah. was the only one I filmed so, while I was so over. there was one good thing that I noticed when I watched it I'm like oh good he trained he changed Bogan to trailer trash trailer trash and I changed Hume Highway to Route 66 yeah so, so I, I was like that's that fucking that was clever yeah. and to be fair dude I reckon the low social security back payment works better there because they actually call it social security. security yeah so I reckon that like that joke might actually be one that like is a hybrid that can work both here well, and there. Well, I'm so old that it used to be called Social Security. Oh, really? Too, man. Here yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. My yeah. mum worked for the Department of DSS, Department of Social Security. Fuck yeah. Um, dude. Oh, I said Department of DSS. Department of the Department of oh, Social Security. You're fucking fucking ATM, ATM machine. machine, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah, you put in your fucking pin number. Too, yeah. So before Stanlink, it was DSS. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. fuck. There you go. That's that's how young you are. Fuck. I'm not old. You're fucking young. It's, it's, yeah. No, no, it's the children who are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and there's our fifth Simpsons reference. Um, oh, Zane, but you, just to get a bit of, like, anyone that listens to the podcast in 20 years' time where um, when Zane finally fucking necks and they want to know where it all started going wrong, <laughs> um, uh, you started from the music scene. You've been in that scene and then moved over to comedy um do you find as much crossover between the two uh like skill wise uh no just as in like like the scene as in like crowds comedians versus other bands like that sort of thing funnily enough not really that okay. i've noticed because a lot of the a lot of the people that i chat to at comedy shows yeah like i'll be wearing a band shirt and they're just like oh what's that shirt it's like one of the most famous punk bands ever. Like, how do you not know this? So there's definitely... G.G. Allen. Yeah. <laughs> like a mayhem shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the most... <laughs> it's one of the most famous punk bands ever. Yeah, I'm sure. Blink-182. Blink-182. I know who Blink-182 is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so there's not a lot, you reckon? Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. Do you reckon that you still get clicks? Like, in the metal scene, I know it says clicks... I feel like there's that in the in the comedy scene as well. Um, so far that I've noticed, it doesn't seem super clicky, at yeah. least in Canberra anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because I think the scene's just too small. Yeah, true. <laughs> we're just yeah. We we there's not enough of it. We'd all have if we had clicks, it'd be one for each click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> each venue just has their own yeah, people. Click, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh, that's... no! Everyone's been super supportive so far, and given me some good advice here and there and it's been good I've been having fun with it 
Alright, Zane, this is fucking boring, mate. Can you fucking punch it up? Make some stories. I don't fucking care. Dude, I invite you into this show. We're in episode 95. It's on the fucking rails. And I think, oh, I'm going to bring Zane in to spruce it up a bit. And you answer it like you've just finished a football game and I've asked you, how was the match? Oh, yeah. No, mate, yeah, just fucking... Oh, look, a little bit more defence there. Probably would be okay. We just came together. It's a team effort, though. Like, there's no iron team. Let's do it all together. I did do all the running uh, and kicking, though, so... Alright, let's fucking spruce it up a little bit. Uh, Zane, you've been playing for the West Tigers now for three years. How do you find that game that you just played out there? You just fucking, lost to the Roosters by 30 points? Yeah, fucking shit. It's all shit. I hate sport, by the way. I'm not, I'm not a sport guy. Don't break character, yeah. Oh, sorry. I kicked the ball, and then it went into the fucking goal zone. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, that's probably why you guys lost because probably, like a, a try might have been a better skill. Um, but yeah, anyway, thanks. Uh, let's hopefully they renew your contract. I won't. <laughs> hopefully they don't. <laughs> no, all right, fuck. What about you, uh, Kai? Playing there for the you obviously just had it over the uh, West Tigers there by thirty points. How do you find your second year in the Roosters? Oh yeah, pretty good, mate. We're the uh, we're the Roosters, mate. We're the big cocks who came in over the uh, the little pussies there, the Tigers. And uh, yeah, no, we played a good solid game. Got the defense. Just got to run on the ball on the wing. Um, they just couldn't keep up. Um, yeah, we, every time we just broke through, and for some reason they just kept kicking it into the zone, um, <laughs> which we got the obviously got the easy clean up. And uh, yeah, got over the try line, and yeah, we got the big L, no, the big win, big W. The big L. They got the big L. We got the big W, mate. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, anyway, a bit out of breath there. So um, yeah, no, go things and. Uh, Praise well, Jesus. Before you head off, now I've got both of you. Um, this photo is, although you've had rivals on the field tonight, this photo has arrived on social media. It's actually, Kai, you're uh, doing a belly shot off Zane at the uh, local um, bar. What's? Uh, can you explain that? Well, we were going to do the uh, the belly shot off me, but as you can see, I've got uh, rock, hard, rock hard abs, you know, and uh, that's how I'm tigers. They're slow, they're a bit flabby, um, so it's got a nice cushion. You know, you can pop the shot right in the belly there. It's. Uh, I know, wanted to do an anal shot. You want to do that? Apparently, that's shot. too extreme. Yeah, well, you know, after the game, a bit sweaty. It's yeah. not that like great, but uh, yeah, so it's good. That's so fine. just um, yeah, so yeah, you know, fuck it. So you know, we're all friends at the end of the day. It is a game. Well, game and, uh, uh, yeah, Zane, so, judging okay. by that 30 point win, you definitely got an anal shot tonight, so we will leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you. Fucking Praise random Jesus. improv in the middle of the podcast. Well, fuck it. Let's, let's wrap it up there. I reckon what we should do is yep. we'll do one on the way back and talk about how the gig went. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's about our halfway mark. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back after the gig to discuss our fucking situation. Our findings. No yeah. problem. All right. Peace Cheers. out. Please flip over the tape to side B to hear the rest of this podcast. We are back. Just did the Goulburn Club open mic. Um, first impressions, boys, before we get into it, what did you think when we rolled up there? Now, picture this. If you've ever been to Goulburn, there's the Soldiers Club. It's on the corner. Massive building, lit well, well lit. Heaps of strobe and uh, heaps of uh, LED lights and shit. And looks then classy. And know. then next to it, there's like what looks like a movie set version of an old western diner slash bar slash brothel. Yeah. And that's where the comedy was. So first impressions, we see what looks like. A pretend version of a Western bar. Oh, Let's first, go from there. My first impression is like, we're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm not. Uh, oh. I was thinking like some of the things I'm about to say are gonna get me literally lynched. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. It was. It was dingy, and then they, they were talking like. Like they had the, the two older people out the front. They're like, "Oh, what are you guys doing here? Oh, come in!" Yep. Like, oh, you guys. Yep. We went in to sign like, in. <laughs> go, yeah. go, no and they idea. were like, "Oh, so you're here for the comedy, are you? Yeah. Well, you're here to do comedy, are you? Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting." Yeah, we like, fucking sign in, and they literally asked us, "Do we have a name?" Yeah. Do like they thought that we were like comedy troops, yeah. like a tripod uh, shit. And I tried to explain to them, like, "No, no, we're not. 
we're not we're being, three individual dudes three individual but was here to come and they still wrote us down just as the one slot with the comedians like, dude yeah so yeah, don't don't let that improv bit that you would have just heard fool you we are not a fucking group act yeah we're not tripod without the talent or the fucking or the, or yeah. the musicians or the or the uh, pod but we yeah. um, this is the pod welcome to the pod um, but we um, we signed up individually at the bar then they put us down as because you sign up to a sheet and then they put you on like the, the the wall of all the comedians and they put us up as the comedians <laughs> thinking that all three of us were going to do some sort of fucking um, three person improv act or some yeah. shit so we didn't but we didn't realise that because we signed up and went and had food came back and now it's and I'm like alright boys what we're going to do is what we should do is run this like an internal open mic <laughs> within the open mic um, we'll which eat, is a good strategy we'll, yeah we'll, we'll split it up four minutes set you guys do four each I'll do seven at the end no yeah, just joking yeah. I said you guys do five four five and I'll do five but then guess what happened I got to three minutes of my set and thought oh fuck hang on we'll get into the set later but basically I decided let's split it up and um, we, what we do, we did uh, Kai, Zane, yeah, then first. me. Yeah. I was not going after you, so I won't lie. I was like, <laughs> you're like, Zane, I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to fucking first. Now, here's the meme of the thing. <laughs> I already wrote a set because, not to mention, we're sitting down and there is literally like a fucking six-year-old six year old kid, kid in the crowd. So the average age was like 32 but only because everyone else was 90 and there was a six-year-old to bring it down. Because no shit, dude. I think there was more worry about people dying in the audience than on stage because the audience average age... Once the kid um, was removed from the fucking equation, if you were to take that... The well, lowest... no, we'll go, let's go back to first impressions. No, 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 no. So what I'm saying is the average age, if you don't have the kid in yeah. there, is like 90. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, first impressions. We sit down. There is literally a kid there that looks like Dennis the Menace, but he's True. six. Yeah. Um, and but he's a good boy. He's well behaved. He's fucking he like just sitting there listening. Yeah. Um, like the weight of the world cheering everyone on. Yeah, yeah. the weight of the world hasn't destroyed him yet. <laughs> um, he lives in Goulburn, but he's not far off. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. True. Like he's. He, a method. Yeah. He's yeah he's, yeah. he's yeah. He's he's <laughs> ten years off being on the glass Barbie, yeah. but I um. So I already look at the crowd and I write a set of like four jokes that I know I can do without swearing. Now I put that in my set list and I push it all the way down to the bottom and at the top I just write my two worst jokes, show them to Kai and say, (laughs) I'm just going to do these two and riff the rest of it. And on that sheet, it literally says two of my worst jokes, which Kai's probably heard before. And he looks at me and goes... Oh, I'd probably advise against it. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, comedy is comedy. Like, you got to do what you got to do. Just because, like, they can't accept my comedy, that means that, you know, that's their problem, not mine. And Kai says... Don't fuck away, man. No, what I said, I said, no, nah, it's... I think it, it will be your problem, is what you said. It will be your problem, yeah, when, when they fucking bash us as we're walking out. Yeah, and then Kai's like, I'm going to do my set and wait over by the door. Door, just so I can run when you guys do like... So we're like, okay, and then Kai goes out for a vape. I lean into Zane and say, these are the two jokes I just told Kai that I'm going to do. What do you reckon? What's your, what's your set? And Zane, at this point, honestly, you're set that you were thinking about <laughs> yeah I, I had probably to... looks worse than it is well I did have to readjust <laughs> a lot of it yeah like, I don't want to ruin a bit but I'll... Zane are you comfortable just saying like at least an idea of what sort of territory you were like gonna take a joke well my main the main like bulk of what I was gonna talk about was the time that a woman tried to date rape me <laughs> but it gets pretty like it gets pretty in the weeds of it. Yeah, but the best thing is Kai looks over and sees you writing your set and it just says date rape. <laughs> and <laughs> we're sitting back like, alright, oh. I'm a bit iffy about my set. <laughs> 
but Zane's just written <laughs> date rape, rape and fucking called it a day. <laughs> like, he's just like, all right, I'm ready to go. Yeah, because I, I sat down, I've looked at the audience, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've been doing comedy long enough, I can kind of read a room. And I was like, you know what? Like, we're going to have to just, because... Because I look, I honestly believe in a comedy room, anything goes, kind of thing. As long as it's funny, whatever. But this is not a comedy room. It was no. an open mic with There's music. No mic. And look, and look at the crowd and all old these people, music. old people and stuff, and like what they were playing and stuff. And I was just like, oh, crap. And then yeah, I look over and I see, I see the second line in Zane's <laughs> is date rape, and I'm like, oh fuck no. Like, and I, I've actually uh, legitimate Dane, I actually felt bad because I don't like being that guy who's like no, censoring anyone or like or. Uh, but I was just like, dang, you can't, you can't do that. I feel like it's, it's different when it's constructive advice on how a room feels. Yeah. Uh, more than just like, oh, yeah. you can't joke about I, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, was like, I nah, think there's is, a difference. This is yeah. not the time. This is not the fucking place, dude. All right. And then, and then I'm sitting there like, I've kind of gotten Dane through it. And I'm kind of feeling a little bit bad. And I've like already set up my own set in my head. Because I've got a pretty big library of jokes. I'm like, I'm just going to do this like really safe stuff. Like you know, toned, you know, relatively toned down to what, I, what I've been known for and stuff like that. And then Marky just leans over and goes, fucking, check out fucking lighter on my balls. And I'm like, oh, fuck and no. And underneath it, I fuck Yeah, they're like, oh, trannies. Um, oh, like, fuck, Zane, I had to bleep that, you fuck. I can't sorry. just put that out there. That's not what I would normally put And then, I, and then I'm just like... It was shock factor, Zane, fuck! And then, I'm, and then I'm just Cancel like, me on my own podcast. Because we were, we, were talking, we were talking about like the running order. I'm like, I'm so going first. Like, I give a fuck. Like, just like, like, but no, but uh, to be honest, I felt like going first was also a wise choice because I knew that I was going to go a particular route. I didn't know what you two fucking loose cannons were going to do. So I was like, I'll ease them into what comedy can be. You know yep. what I mean? I'll ease them into it. And then these two fucking cowboys can come out fucking blaring. But I'm going to be standing over the fucking door so I can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's going to be a great moment. Like, <laughs> That'll be a great moment in my comedy career when I see Kai leave my show. <laughs> just, you just see him sweating and walk out. You're like, well, it must be not going good. <laughs> So, that's our first impression. Yeah, that was my first impressions. Now, it comes time to get up. Kai, you go up. Um, it's yeah. a little bit awkward at first because... Well, I wasn't introduced or anything. Yeah, yeah. He kind of just handed me a mic and went... He didn't say we got comedians. Like, and then there was like getting the mic out and stuff. True, yeah, 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 yeah. So, it was just kind of... So, I'm just like kind of left standing on the stage going, Oh, okay, i got to introduce... Not even introduce myself, but introduce the concept to the room. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. hey, everyone, just saying, hey, a little break to your, break to your regular program. He's yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to do some stand-up comedy. A couple of other, you know, I did essentially pitch meeting the, uh, <laughs> pitch meeting the, uh, the idea before I went into it. So. Yeah, and then, like, to be fair, man, you, like, played it pretty safe, but I think that you did... Like, I so, did. It was you, the right call. Yeah, you I, did the I, right call. I, yeah. I think I made the right call. And look, I still did kill my daughter in one of those jokes. So you know, yeah, but I and it was it, a closing bit, dude. I left that to right to the very end. Yeah. Um. Just you know, try, I tried to build up a bit of a rapport first before I started to tease at what comedy can be, kind of thing to them. So dude, the the um that closing bit. <laughs> the audience was like, ha, ah, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then by then it was just, oh, well, anyway, let's bring up the next comedian. <laughs> well, um, I, finished on the, I finished on the Father's Day thing, which yeah, is always true. a yeah, safe... Yeah, yeah well, the thing is... Because it's relatable as fuck. Yeah, honestly, dude, I think maybe um, the crowd thought you were going to finish on that last one. Yeah. But then you did that final bit and it kind of smoothed it all yeah. over. Um, so yeah, no, that was good, man. I, I, I think you did well. And Zane, then then yep. you get up. Yeah, I got up, and I'm sitting there thinking date rape. <laughs> so, so yeah, I know. I, like, I, I think you did fucking absolutely fantastic, man. But like, Thanks, man. yeah, yeah take, take me through through the thought process of like what you said actually was, and then after I fucking just doused your flames of fucking inspiration and hope because I'm a cunt. So and actually, then, you know. I, took your advice on board because I was like you know sagely sort of wisdom coming through I was like alright so I'll get rid of the date rape first of all I'll get rid of all of my hey it worked for up. Bill Cosby well, hey, hey. <laughs> fucking got rid of all of my sexual weird shit and then just did some 
pretty safe stuff, which actually kind of worked, I think, really well. Dude, you actually had a really solid set, like... Thank you, man. And I think that, like, out of... Not to blow my own horn, but the one bit of advice it did give you, like, you can go hard, but just keep sex off the fucking table. Yeah. Because it's just that kind of prudish feel yeah. to the fucking... Yeah. Oh. the crowd. Work the only sort of dark joke that I did yeah. was about Hitler. Yeah. And I even felt that was, like... It worked. It, it worked. It yeah, worked. Yeah, I think I it feel worked. like it was pushing it for a couple of people. It yeah. was, but it was the right amount of push. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was good, dude. You, like, um, oh, welcome back to episode 95 of the Mark <laughs> Weather podcast. Just blowing uh, our own trumpets. Yeah, 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 this is called Comedians in Cars Jerking Each Other Off about <laughs> yeah. our sets. Um, um, but yeah, so... You guys aren't wanking? Because I'm wanking right now. Like, you know, I finished well, I've got the audio. I've got the audio edition, so I can slow it down. All oh, right, yeah. there you go. I'm going to edge it. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then I get up. Um, to be fair, dude, at first I was like... Because I had this thing in my mind. I'm like, if I talk shit about the venue, it can go one of two ways because some people are super loyal to like certain venues and I feel like that club is one where there's like a repeat crowd that yeah. comes out to everything so if I say anything too bad they might be like fuck off you yogi cunt <laughs> um, but instead I was like oh hey fucking welcome to the Golden Club Jesus like sort of like that and then I threw out like a little riff there about the, um, the Dunnies being kind of outside and that kind of won him over. And Did then the thing about the birds was good. Yeah, man. Well, that that was just something I noticed when I got there. I was like, "That's fucking weird." But I think that that was a good icebreaker. The thing was, I fucking opened strong. Yeah. And I fucking hit like a decent bit at about the three minute mark, and I literally should have just fucking said, "Anyway, thanks very much for having me," and left it at that. But the thing was, in my mind. I did that set list where my closing bit was my strongest bit yeah. for that room. So I thought, fuck, if that's already one years, then you wait for this next bit. And that's why I stayed there and did the rest of it. But in hindsight, which is a kind of a thing, you want it, I should have just went like three minutes in when I got a big laugh. I should have just fucking left it at that. But because I am a junkie for laughs <laughs> and I wanted fucking more... Um, I thought, well, I now got to plow through this fucking two-minute story at the end, and uh, ended up finishing on a laugh, but it wasn't as big as the laugh that I got two minutes, three minutes prior. So I, I kind of, I left it on a on a high note, but it wasn't the fucking highest yeah, note. It wasn't the highest peak, yeah. The yeah. Dude sitting in front of us, fucking loved that last bit though. Yeah, he true. Had his hands up, he was like, ah, oh, love that. Yeah, it true. Went well, like, yeah. I, I think, I think. Yeah, overall, like as as a as a the trio we were, the, the comedians. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, nah, the whole thing went really solid actually, and kind of just built on each you know on each other and stuff like that, and just yeah, we really had. You, you, by the time you got, you were able to do a longer bit because you actually had them, like we had them on board. Like yeah, the whole concept, yeah. they were just like, yeah, man, this is fucking fucking sweet. That's pretty funny that like. Um we just fucking got piled into one slot. Yeah, we just got piled into one slot. This is like the... But to be fair, man, like, we had... Like, we still did nearly 20 minutes between well, the three of us. Well, yeah, I, I had um, at least three people say to me that, like, they enjoyed it. And one of them, well, two of them, you heard, even said, like, come back again next month. Yeah, mm. yeah. That guy came up and shook both my yeah. hands and stuff. Like, he actually got me out when I was outside having a vape. And yeah. just like, holy crap, man, it was, like, fantastic, rah, rah and... He was actually, we need a laugh around here. I was actually yeah. saying this though, like, how it wasn't a big room. I'm talking like 15, 20 people. Would you 25 say? at one count. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, so, how good is it where, like, yeah, we can do a gig in Canberra, maybe there's 40 people there, but they're not there for comedy, they're having dinner and shit like that. Yeah. And you might do your set and fuck off and no one will say anything. You go to, like, a small area like Goulburn. You do a fucking open mic, and out of the 25, 20 people, whatever, you get five people say that it was good. It's like, well, as a percentage, I feel like more appreciated in a smaller crowd. Yeah, it's a good hit ratio. Yeah. yeah to so. be fair, though, I'm never going to not do the, 
whatever gig I can do. I'm yeah. just saying in comparison, it's fucking good to actually like feel like I'm like someone's enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. Sniff competition though, when you know the rest of the open mic was just old people trying to remember how to play their instruments. Yeah. Well, that's what, at one stage, I had like the three Constantinas. That's what I said to Dan. I said they wouldn't even know what date rape is, man. So then it's just called marriage. Like that's how like outdated. Yeah, you can tell it was a room of people that's. You can tell it's a room of people that's love story was. I wasn't too into him at first, but he fucking grew on me, yeah. and eventually I said, "Yeah, all right." Yeah. Or well, dad had a shotgun in my back. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got her pregnant. So. Yeah. So hey, look, we're fucking married now. A shotgun married. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shotgun wedding or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, so all in all, dude, I reckon that was good. And do you know what I reckon? I was, I was chatting to this. I'm going to put it on. In I'm going to leave this in the podcast. Yeah. Um, I actually think that it should be more of a regular thing. I actually reckon that, like, one bracket, three comedians, just to break it up towards the middle like we did tonight. Yeah. However, I might think that's a great idea. Do this for the next few months and never be as good as this time. So I'm basically like the three-minute mark in my set right now. Yeah. Do I decide to just call it good or do I go for the next few times and hope that it gets slightly well, I, I, I honestly good. reckon go a few more times. Maybe not every not yeah. everyone that got. Yeah. But as I was like, talking about before with like building a rapport and stuff like that, like... If we go back, or you, you know, if, if they're starting to get more regular comedy there, we can actually get more daring with our material as we go along. Because it's like. Because they know what to expect. Because they kind of know what to expect, and we kind of keep pushing that envelope that little bit more, and they'll kind of see other people laughing and relax. It's like, you can get away with, like, and I, I've done this with my, you know, hour long shows. I always leave all that really horrendous stuff to me, sort of near the back. Yeah. You know? And it generally always works because I've spent that time building a rapport. So the time I get to that, I just go, yeah, this guy's a fucking dickhead. Sure, yeah. Tongue in cheek. And, and they fucking lap it up. But if you just walk out, you know, you're opening big, go, oh, fucking date, right? It's going to be like, what the actual fuck? Yeah, dude? yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, I think there's merit to the idea of going back on a semi-regular basis. And um, I'd fucking go back. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, and fuck. They, and, uh, yeah, because they'll, they'll, they'll learn to love us or, you know, whatever. Learn to love whoever it is. And I'll get more and more with board with like more edgy ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think we definitely played it the right way the first time. Sure. You know. Yeah, there we go. So we've kicked in the fucking door for the Golden Open Mic. Um, so, yeah, we might make this more of a regular thing. I reckon it was good. I reckon that the, the audience will appreciate it um, if we did more gigs, if more Canberra comedians were keen to make the hike. Yeah. So I will be fucking seeking... Um, the next uh, lineup between now and uh, the next time I go out because but, yeah. I reckon and also I like this format of pre and post podcasts on the way I think that that's something I could just like add to it to like get a bit of content as well yeah yep uh, so yep fucking let's close it up on that fellas fuck yeah uh, congratulations on a Really good set, yeah. Yep, likewise, and uh, yeah, I think we all did well. Let's finish each other off, and uh, we'll call it a night. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready come. to blow. Yeah, um, I just can't. Zane yeah. and I have a gig coming up on the 23rd of November. Um, we're doing the comedy roast battle at the basement. 23rd of November. That's when Lawrence Mooney's there. Fuck, I know his gig's been. Oh shit! <laughs> True. No, it's because it's my birthday. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're gonna have a comedy roast battle. No, hang on. All right, so we'll wrap it up on that. <laughs> it's a bit hard to edit it in when you cunts are fucking laughing, showing that this is obviously the second time I've done it. Okay, smartass, let's fucking leave the whole thing in. We have Lawrence Mooney at the basement on the 23rd of November, followed by, one week later, Zane and I will be at the basement to do the comedy roast battle. Am I coming to that? On the 30th. Now, Kai? I'm the reigning champion. Kai, you, yeah. I can't, I'm on the lineup and I can't roast you anymore because I've run out of shit. We've roasted each other too much. Yeah, but, 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 hang okay. on, hang on, hang on. You are going to be a special guest on the night to deliver the, um, the championship, um, title to the winner of the night as a guest spot. So, okay. so, um, 
you will be a guest of honor for the for the roast battle as the winner of the previous one. All right, that's how that's going to work. Aye, aye. cool. Oh, it's your show. <laughs> I don't really get a choice, but yeah, cool. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I, I would like thing. Do I get to do five minutes? Yep, uh, Kai, you get to do five minutes. Sorry, sorry. You get to do who? Champ, give him ten. Yeah. You can do five. If you do well, I'll let you run over. <laughs> no. No, what you should do is, you know I'm going to present the award. So uh, whoever wins, like let everyone know, you get to roast Kai at the end. And then I get to try- see if I can ad-lib something on the spot. They still get the award no matter what, but we'll see how good my chops are in the moment. Well, I reckon the perfect time for a fucking production meeting about how we're going to run this <laughs> is in our car on the way back from an open mic, midway through the fucking outro of a podcast, as if I'm not already fighting people, fucking switching it off right at the end anyway, and just going, yeah, he's going to do plugs, fuck, and I'm going to turn it off. Let's have a production meeting about how I'm going to run the gig on the 30th at the basement and talk about how we're going to fucking do it. Hang on, I'll pull out my whiteboard and We'll fucking spitball a few ideas before we get into it. Um, all right, so see us there on the 30th. <laughs> um, and uh, that's pretty much it. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and cheers for being on the show. Thanks for having Cheers. Me. Thanks. Don't buy me a drink. Just name names. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Big Tony. You'll get fucking thrown out of the strip club with your floppy disk. Yeah, all day. Make people feel shamed for shit all day. Don't blow it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get We're here to keep it simple. Count your money. money. That they're not proud of. Just give me ten bucks. Hey, right. Click. Did you hang up? No, I just said click.